Welcome to Third Space, the podcast that aims to fill the yawning gap between the Christian church and secular culture. In particular, this global crisis we find ourselves in and all of the implications we find for living in wartime. And we are living in wartime. It's not just because the media or the politicians say it. It does feel like war. There's so many different things going on and it has an air of serility. And we're here to try and help think that through in terms of Christianity. So I'm David Robertson. And I'm Steve McAlpine. And in this episode, we're looking at peace in wartime. I was joking when I referred to you as an aging hippie, but I'm beginning to suspect that this is for real. I mean, why have you unearthed John and Yoko right now? Well, you know, look, I've got to say this. My daughter is the one who's got 1970s uh, George Harrison, uh, John Lennon, and all the 60s Beatles albums on vinyl. So maybe I'm taking that from her. But uh, the song Imagine uh, comes onto my, it, it comes through my ears quite a lot at our house. Imagine everyone living at peace, and John Lennon wrote a lot of songs about peace, even though he wasn't the most peaceable character from what I hear. But that song, Imagine, was a global hit back 40-odd years ago, and it's made a comeback of sorts in these COVID-19 times, if you've seen that video of all the celebrities singing it yeah. uh, from their lockdowns. <laughs> yeah, with some strange people I don't even know who are celebrities. It's been an ideal for so many people for so long. If only we can imagine peace, we can somehow bring it in. But I think peace takes hard work, don't, don't you think? It's, it's not like you can just say, let's all be peaceable. It, it just ask a peacekeeping corps in a war-torn country. It doesn't seem that easy, does it? No, it's not that easy. I, I remember my daughter at school one time, she got in trouble because she was told by our teacher to close her eyes and to think pink and to imagine Saddam Hussein and George Bush in a room and that this would bring peace in the world. And when the teacher came over and said, well, what do you see? She said, nothing, miss. I've got my eyes closed. And she got in trouble. But I, I gave her a hug and said, I love you, pet, because, you know, that's not how we get peace. I mean, it, it seems strange, doesn't it, to talk about peace in a time of war. How can we have peace during this pandemic? Well, you've got to be well-placed uh, for peace going into a pandemic, I would say. Um, peace in a time of war, it, it, I've said this before in a previous episode that what is already in us is shown up uh, in difficult times. So you'd have to have peace uh, before you go into it. I think as a church, uh, we talk about the issues of peace all the time. The, the gospel is a gospel of reconciliation. It, it, it admits that there is war, but that peace has to come through something happening. It does, doesn't come by itself. And so uh, peace in a time of war is something you have to work at. Uh, how we respond in the pandemic 
uh, if it's bad, we have to work at changing that. And the coming weeks and months will show whether we've got enough reserve within us to work towards peace because it just doesn't come by itself. And uh, I think that's what you're saying about your daughter uh, with Saddam Hussein and George Bush. It just doesn't happen because we wish it to happen or imagine it to happen. It also depends on what, how we define as peace. You can actually feel very peaceful in a, in a situation which is externally not peaceful. And on the other hand, you can live in a very peaceful society and be internally extremely agitated. But there's another interesting aspect of this. And I think we, we hinted at this in previous episodes. What about when it's all over? There was a recent article from a theologian who suggested the aftermath might be a more peaceful society. Is that as wishful thinking as imagined? Well, we always say, don't we, that oh, it'll change after this. And I think we said the same after September 11. And people, you know, there's a spike in people interested in spiritual things, but I think that faded off pretty quickly. Some things might. Uh, let's be optimistic about some things. But if you say the countries that are ahead of the curve on us and are, you know, maybe perhaps China, for example, uh, life looks like it's getting back to normal and whatever normal was beforehand. I don't think the, um, the Chinese government is more open about its policy towards the Uyghurs, for example. So I think if we're looking at that as a, uh, an example, then I think we'll probably get back to being a little bit more like we already are because I, I don't think we can bring in peace at a level for a length of time and sustainability that uh, people might wish for. We can't imagine it uh, way and it's not going to come from us specifically. We can be, as the church, uh, a peaceful community and a peace-making and peacekeeping community as well. So uh, what does peace look like in the church to you, Dave? Well, yeah, peace in the church. I'll tell you this, one of the things that bothers me about the society, by the way, is I think we could end up being more authoritarian. I kind of impose peace. And you've been saying that peace isn't imposed. I mean, peace in the church is for me to proclaim the peace of Christ and to live the peace of Christ. And I would like Christians to stop fighting one another as well, but that's not going to happen because we're family and families fight. I'll tell you another wider thing here is we've been involved in what people have called a culture war for many decades. And that seems to have been put on the back burner, although I don't think it has. I've got some great examples, but let me hear from you first. Yeah, look, has that war been isolated and has it been killed off by uh, this? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I, uh, it, I think it got dialed down for a while, but even today I saw the first uh, fresh shoots of it coming through that uh, social theory was coming back at social distancing time. And it was saying this group is being harmed more than this group or that group. And that for me that almost looks like you're picking over the bones of something in a, in a way to say, how can I get an advantage? I think the culture wars will just spring up again. Um, a bit like after the fires, the, the green shoots. Steve, I want you to do a couple of things in a very short time. And that is, uh, what is this culture war that I'm referring to? And has it been isolated and killed off by this? I think by, by culture wars, we're meaning that tension uh, between, uh, say, a progressive or a liberal way of looking at the world and how the future should look and a conservative uh, way or of looking at the world and where the future should go. And the culture wars have been fought between those who say, well, uh, the way the world was put together in the past has to be dismantled. It didn't work. The Christian framework uh, failed us. And we've got to go to this new sort of way of looking at the world. And those two tensions uh, between a progressive and a conservative uh, perspective on the world. That's, you know, the bones of it. Uh, I thought it had been isolated, 
and uh, killed off by this because I didn't see it in the paper, but you didn't see anything in the paper about anything other than uh, mm -hmm. the virus. But I've seen the fresh shoots come up the last few days talking about uh, this gender theory is proving that the COVID virus is doing this to this cohort of people. And I'm going, really? Is that, is that where we're going? Is that where we're going, Dave? Do you think that is? Well, yes, it is actually. I've I've already seen in this past uh, week uh, people saying a, a green senator here in New South Wales saying that this is something that's primarily against women, though it's the majority of men who are actually killed. And then uh, I've I've a most fascinating article in Pink News complaining that queer parenting is going to be affected by the travel ban. So no, no, this has not gone away. Um, it is going to continue. I mean, we'll come into culture wars another time, I think, as well. But the Bible does talk of shalom, which is more in the absence of war. So tell us what it is. Why is the idea so attractive? And bring back in John Lennon, because he loved the idea of that, the idea of peace and shalom. But where is it from? John Lennon, who sang for peace all that time, his own son from his first marriage to Cynthia, Julian Lennon said his father was not a peaceable person and was not a nice person to be around and abandoned him. And if you want to bring it to people, Jesus is the one who's described as he is our peace. And peace in the Bible is, as we say, more than the absence of war. It's about human flourishing the right way, something where there's the presence of something really, really good, not just the absence of something really, really bad. And the whole of the Bible is talking about a vertical peace between God and humanity and a horizontal peace between humans and each other and humans in the creation and it's when those things come together that you get true peace and you can't get that just by singing about it or imagining it it says that jesus himself is our peace and what he did in reconciling us to god is the guts of where that's going to start and i, I think that's the christian message that we can bring in in this in this time of war yeah, I agree with that. And I would I would say that one of the key things here, and I'm, you know, we joked a bit about John Lennon and Hippie and so on, but you know, sometimes people get things right. And I think that they genuinely were looking for what I'd call a more holistic approach to life. And that's what Shalom is, isn't it? It, it is it is everything. Well, we'll come back um, and, you know, finish this off in a wee while, but Shalom to all of us. I hope someday Well, if you're looking for something to listen to in your uh, lockdown time, uh, let me recommend Salt Conversations with Jenny Salt, a podcast. Now, Jenny uh, is a Christian academic and she's great with stories. I just love the way stories get to the guts of where people are at and she pulls stories out of people so well. She's a lecturer at Sydney Missionary and Bible College and she's great with the microphone and she just really draws people out. So join her on a 40-minute journey into someone's amazing and often unexpected spiritual travels. So you get people like missionaries, media makers, scientists and sports people, new agers, new migrants. Uh, SALT is a chance to enter into the lives of people and discover these heartwarming, sometimes challenging, and they'll challenge you as well, and always extraordinary gospel stories. So you can find that, SALT, on eternitypodcasts.com. Well, thanks for entering the third space with us. Uh, coming up next episode, an interesting topic, entertainment in wartime. Does that mean uh, Dave's going to put on a clown suit? Is he going to do a, a tap dance show? What is entertainment in wartime? And is it a bit superfluous to the needs of people in war? 
Yeah, well, you, you're just going to have to come and see. Am I going to sing? Am I going to tap dance? Am I going to play the bagpipes? Who knows? Um, it is, but it's a really, really important issue. Um, we are going to look at this in the light of, yeah, we, human beings do need beauty, do need art, do need entertainment, whether in home or in wider society. And uh, yeah, come back next week and you'll hear what we've got to say about that. And meanwhile, I'm just going to say goodbye to you. Bye. See you later, people. Third Space is hosted by me, David Robertson, and uh, continually interrupted by some guy called Steve McAlpine, who lives in the remotest city in the world, for a very good reason. It's produced by Janelle Muller and edited by Peter Lavarock. Third Space is part of the Eternity Podcast Network, an audio collection showcasing the seriously good news of faith today. Head to thirstspace.com where you'll find show notes and other stuff related to our episodes. You can even get pictures and collective memorabilia uh, if you want it. Uh, That was a joke, by the way. Uh, And you can click onto our Facebook page to join in the debate. Uh, You'll get the sensible answers from me and you'll get the comical answers from my hippie friend. God bless you all. to you by the Eternity Podcast Network.